Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter wonderful pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. It's hour two. We're all fired up. We're ready to go. We're grinding for you. It's the herd. Wherever you may be, however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. J-Mac, I don't want to give away anything, but I've got very, very big lunch today with a person of influence and a very important dinner with a person of influence. Two very powerful women who are controlling the sports and the Colin universe. Very big day for the herd today. The show, nobody cares except me, but I have got to be on my best Got a nice shirt on today. I'm ready. I'm attacking the day. I'm like Jim Harbaugh. I'm like attacking I, the day. I felt like I smelled deodorant when I walked by you. So you are uh, ready. For, is it Kim Kardashian? Yeah, Miami right. Chance? No? No, it's okay. not Kim Kardashian. Maybe it's just lunch with my daughter, and she tells dad what the heck she needs, and uh, dad complies. You know, when you have daughters, that's Possibly. the way it works. My yeah. backup after Kim Kardashian was Reese Witherspoon. Boy, she's a power player. Isn't yeah, she? single too. Whatever. Hey, so uh, <laughs> Joel Klatt in a couple minutes. So David Tepper is the owner, the impulsive and very wealthy owner. I think he's first or second richest owner in the league. You know, everybody now is just bailing on Bryce Young, who my people thought he was the best quarterback. I thought he was the best quarterback. So here's uh, David Tepper, who just fired the coach, about Bryce Young and his struggles. We preferred Bryce. He was our number one pick. We had a lot of conviction. Everything that's right and everything that's wrong here ultimately is my fault. Okay? I have the final say. But as far as those decisions, whether it's Frank Wright or it's Bryce Young, um, those decisions were made. And in the case of Bryce, it was almost, I believe it was a unanimous decision on the coaches and the, and the scouts and very strong opinions at the time. And I think everybody in this building would share this sentiment. We are totally confident in that pick. Okay. 
I know everybody that's anonymous on the internet thinks they could do a better job. It's really hard to get the quarterback right. I'll give you an example. USC has seven national championships. They've had 10 to 15 great, not good, great college quarterbacks at USC. One, Carson Palmer is considered a star, a star quarterback in the NFL ever. In the whole program. Ever. Ohio State's arguably first, second best program ever. Had a dozen great quarterbacks. One, C.J. Stroud, and his season isn't finished yet, looks like a home run. That's the same number, by the way, for USC and Ohio State as Miami and Ohio. Miami of Ohio had Big Ben. It is hard to get it right. Everybody knows that. That's an adult. Um, Where you land is a huge part of it. Who's your coach? What's the GM? What's the owner? Jared Goff, Fisher to McVay, bust to eventually a Super Bowl. Tua couldn't be a full-time starter, looked like a bust, to now getting MVP chatter. Trevor Lawrence, brutal first 10 games. Now gets to the playoffs, leads and wins divisions, right? Where you land matters. C.J. Stroud got a great coach. The Niners knew he was going to be a great coach to meet Go Ryans. Their defense is not as good this year without him. He's also very good. They also hit on several picks, skill players. They got speed and options. Carolina stinks. They got nothing to work with. So where you land matters. And right now, and when you're younger, the younger anybody is, the more reliant they are on where they land and the guidance and the support they get. Once you get in your 40s and 50s, you know what you're doing. You have the confidence built up. You got some net worth. You have connections. When you're 22, 23, 24-year-old kid, Man, woman, where you land, the support you get really matters. So let me give you Bryce Young's first 10 games with an awful roster. Offensively awful. He's 1-9, completing about 62% of his throws, 9 TDs, 8 picks, and a 75 passer rating. We do a blind resume for our radio audience. Who's the kid on the right that he's better than? Hmm. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, first 10 games, lower passer rating, worst TD to interception ratio, significantly lower completion percentage, 2-8. and eight. Oh, I got all the, all the Twitter pushback on Trevor Lawrence. He's pretty good, isn't he? And not Mahomes, he's pretty good. So it's just this whole thing is about where do you land, who do you have, who do you not have, who's your support. Now, does Bryce Young look a little small? Yes, we knew that. But he actually moves well. But they, they are moving from one kind of offense, Matt Rule, to the other one, Frank Reich, and they don't have the personnel to do it. So I, I think, I always said, in the modern era now, last 10 years, I'm going to give you Thanksgiving of your second year. Right? Thanksgiving of your second year. Because Bryce Young, you know, high school's more sophisticated now. The quarterback camps are more sophisticated now. I'm not going to give you four years like Eli Manning or three. I'm not going to do that. And he does look small, and I worry about his health. But I think it's totally unfair to judge him. Now, full disclosure, I liked him more than C.J. Stroud. So I'm pulling for the kid, right? We all want to be right. But, uh, and C.J. Stroud does look great. But C.J. Stroud's got better players on the outside, more speed, appears to have a better coach. Uh, They hit on multiple picks. They had a second first-round pick, Will Anderson. He's been a great edge rusher. So they got dudes. And they're not – they got dudes. They're not paying any of them. So Houston's got a cheap, talented roster. 
And good for them. Could not be happier. We've got people in our staff from Houston. We're very, very happy for them. <laughs> for the first time ever, we, we use them as a topic. Speaking of topics, Michigan, uh, Ohio State, the most watched college, college football regular season game. I think it was ever. Uh, Joel Klatt was on the call, the voice of college football. Joel Klatt on a Wednesday joining us. 19-plus million viewers, the most watched regular season game since 2011. What's up, man? That was big. It was a big game. It was a very big game. And you did not appear nervous. You were on it. And of the many things you talked about, we, we, we had discussed this, that what Harbaugh has done, and a lot of it I don't blame Ryan Day. They have recruited wide receiver talent so well, they get the ball to him. Sure. Michigan does not have Ohio State's wide receiver talent. No. And they're a power football program. And I thought in the second half, we watched what Michigan's become. Yeah. They just say, fellas, get behind the whole line and we're getting yards. Yeah, this is, you know, this is this is a program that has developed itself into, you know, one of the most powerful programs in the in the country, just in terms of the way that they play. And I think the evidence of that was that seven minute drive, you know, because listen, this was a great football game. Excellent. Back and forth. Ohio State was answering the scores of Michigan. It was such a good, good game. But I thought both lines were playing well. Both defensive lines were playing well. It was tough to run the ball at times. There were third downs made. There were fourth downs coaching made. Coaching was good. I thought the coaching was really good, and I know that Ryan's come under some scrutiny for not going forward on fourth he, down and the way he handled coach. the end of the second quarter, but he, he's fine. He's good. it coach. was just a really well-played game. There was there was emotion with the Zach Zinter injury and then the Corum score right Which, after by that. By the way, that is one of the plays of the year. Yeah. That was a wow moment. I'm, I, I remember I sat there on watching on TV, and I'm like, oh, this is bad news for Michigan. Yeah. This is trouble for Michigan. When that great center got hurt, and I thought, how are they going to answer emotionally? Guard. So Zinter's the right guard, but you're, yeah. yeah he, I mean, guard. he is the he he is the heartbeat of the offensive line. Yeah. Which you correctly described as the heartbeat of the team. That's what they've built around. They they can have the seven-minute drives, and look what you did in 2021, and even against Penn State. They ran the ball 32 consecutive times. But, Colin, I can tell you, um, and, I've, and I've done a little something like, I would encourage everybody to go check out uh, social media. You can check out what I posted on Twitter through the Joel Klatt Show and my personal account at Joel Klatt. I did a little recap of the actual injury, and if you don't mind, I just wanted to yeah. Express to kind of America on your show. Um, what you didn't get a chance to see in the commercial break was that the injury was immediate and we all knew right away. Bam, he broke his leg. Aircast is out. Card is out. Yeah. Everybody that's on the field can see this is bad and we know exactly who it is. Ohio State knows that it's Zach Zenter. Michigan knows it's Zach Zenter and the entire. 110,000 no it's number 65 and you could feel the deflating nature of that specific guy being down with what is an obvious pretty extensive injury okay and there are moments in those types of games when it's that player that that team never recovers the stadium never recovers oh, that's because it's so deflating yeah and let me tell you what happened though during the commercial break and this is something that i've never really experienced before in my career and i don't know if i ever will again One hundred and ten thousand people started chanting let's go zach and it wasn't pa announcer driven it wasn't you know, a DJ, no one led them. The, the, the fan base starts chanting for this kid while his parents are out there. 
And the team is deflated at this moment. And, and, and the crowd, and I took my headset off because I was like, is this really as loud as I, I think it is during commercial? And it was loud and it was palpable. And I start welling up and I'm like, oh my goodness, like this is, this is getting me emotional in the booth. And at that moment, Michigan's team stands up and walks onto the field. Then we come back from break, and now you're seeing what is the result of the crowd picking up the team and saying, like, no, 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 get off the mat. Let's go. Let's go, Zach. And, and everybody is out there, and now the emotion has turned into, in some cases, like rage and motivation and a galvanizing force. And so now all of a sudden what have been tears and guys hitting their helmets against the, the turf – in disgust and, and frustration, now all of a sudden there's this galvanizing, like like motivating factor. And then the first play, Blake scores, the place goes crazy, and he runs up to the Fox camera and he goes six five for sixty five. Zach Center. I've never experienced anything like it, man. Yeah, play- I was very emotional in the booth. Yeah, I mean, what was interesting that day, Auburn, Alabama, had a play that we saw live happen, and that was viewed as the play of the game. But you were there for the moment of the day, That's right. which I didn't see as a TV viewer, and you just shared with us, and yeah. I appreciate that. I, I, on my couch, I thought they were in big trouble. Sure. I was like, because Ohio State. So one of the things I, I like about college football has this dilemma. And I, we both love the sport. And, and by the way, going forward, I don't even if, know if I'll acknowledge the SEC because the Big Ten is going to be so great. And I say that's <laughs> like half-jokingly, but I've been looking at the Big Ten schedule for next year. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. It's unbelievable. Yes, it is. It's like if you took the top nine, ten teams in the NFL and they just kind of went back and forth. I mean, it's big brands, big games, yep. big stadiums. So what you do that I like, college football has a dilemma between resume and reality. And like Florida State's like, look at their resume. Sure. The reality is you have them eighth, and they would be an underdog in Vegas to the seven teams of above. Course. Of course. Of course they would. Of course they would. Well, of course they would. College football in the rankings has them four because it's yeah. the resume to reality poll. And we all know the reality is they'd get dragged by Oregon now. They, get, they, they just they have a backup quarterback. You're not beating Oregon, Washington, Texas, Bama. So here's the dilemma. We know, I think we both agree that Oregon, Michigan, Georgia – those are the best teams they look like. Probably. So if, if Oregon wins Friday. Probably. Okay. I think you, you can include Texas in that. Okay, so you would make Texas the four. Well, again, so the, like you're talking about scenarios, and, and let's, pay, let's play a game here. Okay, let's, okay. let's play a game. All, all the favorites win. Okay, let's just say chalk uh, this weekend. I think that's true. Okay, yeah. so that's, yeah. so that's, that's um, an Oregon win. Yeah. They're favored. Obviously, Georgia and Michigan. That's a Texas win, and that's a Florida State win. Okay. Okay, so you can take four of those five. Yeah. I think clearly one of those five is, is not in the top four, which would be Florida State. Now, I don't know if that's what they're going to do because, to me, the four best teams in that regard would be Texas, Oregon, and then Michigan and Georgia. Yes. That would be, I think, the best Final Four that we could possibly hope for as just fans from a competitive standpoint. But you and I both know that if Ohio State with a loss faced Florida State, I think they'd be a 13 to 15-point favorite. Yeah, of, of, of course they would. And Ohio State does have a small path to try to get into the playoff. But the question about Florida State is, is a real one because the committee is supposed to be charged with finding the four best teams 
teams, and yet they don't do that. That's they right. always just trot out that that mantra, but that's not what they do, and that's not what they give us. They give us the four most deserving teams, and the reason that you know that is that on average, these semifinal games are won by an average about 19 points. Yep. They're, they're not very close because we allow teams to get in based on resume and or deserving. Now, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. Just acknowledge it. Just acknowledge it. That's, that's exactly right. If, if you believe that Florida State has earned a spot in the playoff, I'm fine with that. Because you know what? It's hard to go undefeated. Right. And I don't, I don't care exactly what your conference makeup is as long as it's in the Power Five. They played LSU in the non-conference. They beat Clemson at Clemson. So, so I'm, I'm fine with that. But without their quarterback, for you to suggest that they're one of the four best teams is, yeah. is silly. Yeah. And we all know that if you want to say that they deserve to be in then fine you want to know who wants florida state in yeah the number one team michigan and georgia oh whoever plays them (laughs) that's you're exactly right it would become a a very lopsided semifinal harbaugh is going to go if 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 harbaugh ends up number one he's going to going to go on a campaign you got to give florida 100 he doesn't want to face ohio state again oh man i I wouldn't want to face ohio state again that game was listen you you crazy people that's one. I, I'm not sure how many people, maybe Georgia is the only team in the country that could have played that close to Michigan. No, I, I think agree Michigan with that. stacked. I agree with that. Michigan is, is as deep a team in the country. They're as good everywhere as you will find. They're, they're terrific on defense. They're really good on offense. They can throw it. J.J. made that incredible throw to Roman Wilson that was over, the, over the middle. Threading it through two de- defenders. He can run. They can run as okay. a team right. physically on the outside. Mm-hmm. So, yes, like when you're saying – who are the only two or three teams that could go in there and play Michigan in the big house on Thanksgiving week to one score? Maybe Georgia, maybe Ohio State. I think Oregon's better than we think. think maybe Oregon. Oregon. I think Oregon's But really again, good. it's, 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 it's like, like a tiny handful group. of teams. Okay, so I want to throw this out there. You were, you were there at Michigan, mm-hmm. and uh, when you're not being mobbed by adoring fans, <laughs> you, you have a lot of contacts oh. and a lot of people in the industry you know. When you were around Michigan people, you don't have the name names. Yeah. Is there a feeling, because there's a story out today, it's percolating, Harbaugh to the NFL. Yeah, so um, two weeks ago, I would have said, nope, like, he's, he, he's going to be a Michigan. Yeah. Now I'm not as sure. Um, I, I believe that the, the week of the Maryland game was a real um, point of demarcation, you know, where the, the hearing was dropped. We're going to go ahead and just Jim's going to serve the three-game suspension. We're going to fire this linebacker coach. And even though they didn't do this, there was some, like, almost an an acknowledgement or admission that, like, okay, like, hand in the cookie jar. This is the way it's going to go. He doesn't feel that that's the case. You know, Jim, to his credit, and I can only go by personal experience, Jim Harbaugh has never lied to me. Coaches lie to me all the time. Do they really do? Of course they do. About <clears throat> avail- <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> availability of players. You know, um, <clears throat> they'll talk bad about players. I have a very good sense of guys that I feel like have a really high integrity, and and guys that I think are will do anything. You know, and that's by, by the way, this is not a, a knock. That's just kind of what it is yeah. in every industry. Okay. I can only go by my, my personal dealings with, with guys. There are a lot of coaches that have never lied to me, and they would, and so I trust them. Jim Harbaugh's never lied to me in any meeting that I've ever been in. 
he has told me I didn't know. So I like I I don't what am I supposed to be like? Well, of course you did. Well, he tells me he didn't and I I have no other recourse other than to believe him because of our history together. Okay, yeah. this is this is what I do for a living. You've I cover never lied to me either, by the way. That's I, why I keep bringing you on. There, there we a go. A lot of this guys is, that bring on is, nonsense. These are these these Need a radar detector. So, so you believe him because I do. But I think that yeah. what's what's frustrating yeah. him is that like the narrative perpetuates. Well, that's because and it's, it's like, the world we live in, now. and that's that's the world we live so in. I, but I, I I said this earlier, Joe. Harbaugh's become politics and religion. Everybody's got a strong opinion, and nobody's changing theirs. Yeah. Despite data, nobody's... I got Buckeye fans that are like, well, we lost close to them. Sure, the signs had a huge factor because we got blown out the last couple of years. We lost close. And to that, I say, yeah, but this was your best defense in three years. It may have been your best team. Now, I know C.J. Stroud was obviously great. Sure. But I felt I felt this Ohio State defense got two first-round defensive pass rushers. I mean, yeah. and so I, 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 again, I'm not saying the cheating didn't have an impact, but I think what's happened with Harbaugh, and this is what's happened in America, religion, sports, politics, personalities. People have opinions, and they're not moving off them. Moving off them. It doesn't matter. It's a post-truth society. It doesn't matter what you tell them. So, so you're explaining, like, he's become a polarizing figure. And it doesn't matter what, you, what he does. I like him, I don't. Cheater, not cheater. Legit, you and I have the same relationship with Jim. Yours is closer, obviously. But he has texted me uh, multiple times. We've had discussions. We've had multiple interviews. I like Jim. I think he's quirky and different. I think um, he sees the world differently. I have multiple friends who have been on his staffs. Yeah. So I have good sourcing with him. He's always reached out to me if we say something kind. That's not why I do it. But um, I like Jim. I respect him. I, I appreciate his uniqueness because um, – his personality is, I and mean, his family members will tell you this, he's a different cat. Yeah. And if you're different, people don't, don't like different. Well, uh, let, me, let me go a step further because it's not just different and quirky and that, oh, well, he's, he's polarizing. Um, and I don't disagree with Jim on this point. He has been one of the only, not the only, but one of the only coaches in particular that have any amount of cachet or power in this sport that have unequivocally come out in support of revenue share for the players. See, when you start doing things like that, you start drawing the ire of people that we don't even know their names. That's right. Right? And, and, you know, I, I think that his stance in that regard, by the way, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. Okay, the, the, the fact that the revenue has gone where it's gone in college football in particular and in intercollegiate athletics and the fact that we're paying Jimbo Fisher $76 million to not coach. Gross, gross. Like, you can't tell me, like, well, we can't rev share with players. Well, time out. Hold on, hold on a second. We, I mean, Jimbo Fisher gives 10% of his buyout and you can pay – everybody on his team well over what any of them would ever make in, in a given year the rest of their life you know i mean like come on like let's so he sees the farce he sees and by the way he has a unique experience now because he sat there and watched he was one of the 19 million people that sat there and watched this production this entertainment that is these two schools with 18 to 22 year olds going up against each other peaking at 23 million viewers you know so like jim is saying like well the players should share in that period 
that draws the ire of a lot of people uh, behind closed doors in organizations that can, you know, by the way, come around and start sniffing around your program. You ever watch the movie about the creation of Uber? It's a very popular movie out there. Um, no, you, but I did. I saw the one about WeWork. Okay. Similar. When you're a disruptor, you draw the ire of people. That's right. Netflix to linear TV, Uber to the taxi service. You should go watch that movie, what they had to go through. Jim's a disruptor. Trips to Rome. That's right. You remember Holding the satellite camps? Satellite the camps. The SEC schools were like, you can't come down here. There's an invisible fence. <laughs> so he's a disruptor. That's right. And disruptive personalities and businesses draw the ire of the content the comfortable, and the SEC got very comfortable dominating yeah. college football. And the NCAA doesn't like Jim. They just don't. He's, he's an existential threat. The way, the way that he thinks, the way that he operates, is, is so not in line with what the NCAA wants. They just they want control. They don't want to change. They want to be rigid and operate like they always have before. And it's like, well, that ain't going to be the and way also, that it goes. And disruptors have courage. Jim's got courage. That's what I like about him. Jim is willing to be hated. And, by, and for the record, I'm telling you, watch the Uber movie. We work. Those people, beyond everything else, you could say they're brilliant. Uh, it doesn't care if it's Elon Musk, whoever it is. People willing to be hated, we need those because sure. they break barriers and they make change. They force change. Jim makes the NCAA look at themselves. I just wonder if they're going to be overly punitive. Because I, I was talking to Nick Wright about this, and I said, our judicial system, there's levels of crimes. This, by Michigan, is like the lowest of misdemeanors. Well, to I mean, me. To, to your point, just really quick before you finish your thought, they're talking about changing the rule that is in question here, advanced in-person scouting. To be like, okay, like this was a loophole. Oh, so now it's really not that. So anyways, continue. Yeah, so your point, you continue. I mean, my takeaway is what you're telling me is the NCAA is like, yeah, it was kind of stupid. The, the in-person scouting rule that came in 1994 was, was put there because there at the time was a barrier to advanced in-person scouting based on re resources right, right. you know and it's like that ain't there anymore um yeah so they're t they're talking about doing away with that we'll, we'll see where, where that goes okay i hey. would also by the way i would yeah. be remiss if, if we didn't touch on the ohio state side just because this narrative surrounding ryan day as if like ohio state needs to go out and do something that's absurd. Yeah, they're fine. They're, they're absolutely fine. The margins are very thin. Michigan is on a historic run. They've done a remarkable job. That was an incredible game that came down to plays in the last 30 seconds on the road. Like, By the way, it, even Ohio State, if you go to the Michigan pass of the game, it was like Houdini. Yes. It's like it's in replay if we have it. How was it completed? Like, to beat Ohio State, you needed one of the three or four biggest passes of the year. The other one was on Alabama-Auburn on another That's TV right. network. It's like sometimes amazing happens. And, and the thing about it is, is like, Ryan is one of the best coaches in America. Of course. There's, and there's, there's no other path.
path that you can take if you're Ohio State that makes you better right away. Yeah. See, and you can't just change for change's sake. You got to change to be better, and and you can't do that. So he's going to go back to work, and I guarantee you, Ohio State will continue to push and push until they can close those margins. And like this will go back and forth. It just it will. And I can't wait to kind of see how that all okay. plays out. Okay, so show me Klatt's uh, top ten. I'm not going to do the nonsense college football playoff top ten. Let's do class. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you who I am. I tend to root for what I think is the best TV and the best product. Okay. So I'm going to tell you who I want in the Final Four based on I think they're the best teams. Okay. Uh, I don't care the order. Michigan, Georgia, Oregon, Texas. I agree with that. I think that would be the best Final Four that we could get. It would be now, the most competitive semifinal games and potentially championship. Not a knock on Washington. No. But they're a nine-and-a-half-point dog for, on a neutral field for a reason. By the way, if they win, oh, I'm happy then great, great. Because you proved it twice. That's right. You know, So, of course, you're, you're in there. And so I would put that caveat on there as well. Michigan, Georgia, Oregon, Texas. I think that, that would be the best four. Because for the record, those are all elite top ten recruiting teams. We don't have any faker who got in there because they're you know undefeated. These are like powerhouse yeah. recruiting programs. The, the question I would have: Where do you stand on Bama upsets Georgia? So let's say all the favorites. Well, that's Bama upsets okay, Georgia. Okay. Um, okay, that, okay, let me think about that right now. So okay. that's a Michigan win. So that's okay. an Oregon win. So Texas I do, win. Okay, so I do Michigan, Oregon, Texas. Here's my here's my problem. It's not fair for Michigan to have to face Ohio State again. I don't think that's fair. Well, Bama would would go a one loss SEC champ. Yeah, that I guess. Ends, but I'd put Bama four and, and make them face Michigan first game. Which, so you're okay I, with Georgia missing the playoff? Why? 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 I'm just saying. 29-game winning streak, two-time defending national champ. Well, I don't that. know if the committee is going to do that. For the record, I'm not anti-Georgia. I think there's, there is a scenario where Oregon gets left out. And here's and here's oh, here's that just is hold on, hold on. Just let me, I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just going to paint the picture. I'm painting a picture here. Michigan wins. Alabama wins. Oregon wins, Texas wins. Okay? They're not leaving the SEC champion out. That means Alabama's in. Now, what seed? I'm not sure. Guess who goes in for sure because of that? Texas. They have to. They beat Alabama in Tuscaloosa. That leaves one spot. Oregon, Georgia. I'd take Oregon. Okay. Oregon losing earlier in the year in one of the toughest places in America to play on a last-second field goal miss when they gained 500 yards Okay. Yeah, I'm taking Oregon. By the way, the committee did not include Utah in the top 25, which is a vital piece to their resume if they were trying to compete with Georgia, who, do, who, who does get a piece of that resume because guess what the committee has done at the back end of the rankings? Tennessee, weirdly, 21. Utah, not ranked. There is a scenario, everybody. Who's Where a better program right now, Utah or Tennessee, the last 10 years? Utah, Utah, not even close. Utah, not even close. Who's the better program, Oregon or Georgia? Well, Georgia, Oregon's not down as far as you think. I'm, I'm just telling you, there, there is a chance that, that Oregon gets left out. Uh, it would be outrageous. I'm, 
You can't lose in the last game and make it in if there's a viable... But hold on, but hold on. Ohio State fan would be sitting here saying like, but wait, you did lose your only tough game of the year, just like we lost our only tough game of the year, but because some administrator in your conference says that the best two teams go to the conference championship game, you get a get-out-of-jail-free card and we don't? You know what I would say? So Oregon gets a get-out-of-jail-free card. No, I would say timing matters. When you win games (laughs) and lose games matter. By the way, the Warriors lost to the Kings last night. If they're playing a game seven in the playoffs, it does it's changed when you lose man i okay, here's another thing you're allowed to lose on the road bama you apparently can't. not if you're ohio state they just lost the last game oh but so if it was week six i'd think about it differently i would well, no we wouldn't because the 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 way that the big 10 crowns their champ is that we're we've got two divisions so ohio state doesn't get just out of semantics just out of the fact that like one league deemed a couple of years ago like hey we shouldn't do away okay, with this divisions. is another reason you and i should run this whole thing i'm just saying Oregon has a a huge get-out-of-jail-free card. If it comes down to it and Alabama beats Georgia, the debate will be Georgia and Oregon. And I'm not sure the Ducks win that debate. They killed them last year. They're the two-time defending national champion. They just won 29 games in a row. Let me ask you And you're going to keep them at home because they lost a neutral? Where are their big wins? Well, the committee would tell you the Tennessee win was a great win. Where are Georgia's big wins? Well, it's the Tennessee win is, Oregon, is bigger than the Oregon Utah will win. will have Washington, which hasn't lost since the Nixon administration. <laughs> they haven't lost a regular season game forever. Washington's a real team. Who would Georgia's big win be? Tennessee. I think, I think that I, I think that you are discounting the power of 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 Georgia and the SEC. No, I'm not. No, in I, particular, I know, in that committee no, room, you no, know, I'm right. Like that's what it'll come down to. Uh, J Mac, I hear you over here. You're like grumbling, but like that's what it will come down to. I haven't heard you chime in. Are you taking Joel Klatt? Are you taking Georgia over Oregon in that scenario? I'll tell you Saturday night. Oh, come yeah. on, that is outrageous. You can't float that and then not give your thoughts. I would have a really hard time keeping Georgia out of the playoffs. Okay. Oh, uh, thank brother. goodness. Give Where me a are the big double? Their defense isn't as good as Michigan's. Where are their big wins this year? They're not the same as the last two years. They don't look the same. I don't think okay. 29 Okay, then someone streak. beat them. I, listen, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. They're not what they have been the last couple of years. Where's their loss? Well, you're saying Alabama. <laughs> okay, and Alabama's the weakest they've been in a while. Maybe. Maybe. Boy, this is Waffle City. I, it's not Waffle City. I'm just saying, like, so Oregon's a, getting the benefit of the doubt right now. They the, get to uh, play their conference championship game. They, they, they don't crushed. have as good of a resume as Ohio State or Texas, yeah. and yet they're, they're ranked higher than them. They've crushed people. I mean, they've, they've literally crushed people. So guess what could happen in that scenario? What? They just take Florida State and do away with the oh, whole gross. debate. I'm just thinking. Gross. Good. I think that we have to be prepared for the fact that the committee usually takes the path of least resistance, and I think Florida State with a win is going to go. And I know that no, I don't think that would be good for college football. I think that it would be good for them, um, and, and they would, quote, deserve it. They get smoked. They would get. I mean, any of these teams would, would blow them would out. beat this version of Florida State badly. They gained 224 yards of total offense against a 5-7 and seven Florida team. Not in a good mood. Right I know. Now. I put you in a bad mood. Look at you. Your beloved Ducks. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> All my Husky fans I would fans love... I think Oregon's that. probably the second or third best team in the country. I think Oregon could be the best... And I, you know how highly I think it. of Michigan. 
I think Oregon-Michigan is a go-down-to-the-final-series game. Probably. I think Oregon's. This is the best Oregon team I've ever seen, and they've had a lot of good ones. If we could just get Michigan, Georgia, Oregon, and Texas, that would be a freaking great Final Four. Oh, it'd be fantastic. I'm telling you, starting next year with the Big Ten, it's the end of the SEC. Those games won't even be on TV. <laughs> you no, got to go look at them. They will the... be, I assure you. Clat, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your podcast? It's the Joel. Yeah, Joel Clat Show. You can go check it out. Uh, we've got a live edition of the Joel Clat Show popping up on Friday. So that'll be streaming on Facebook and YouTube. You can find it wherever you get your podcast as well. I'll be breaking down the Big Ten championship game. And then on Monday, I'll be breaking down what the committee actually gives us. So go check it out. Joel Clat Show, wherever you get your podcast. Had a guy come up to me two nights ago he said do you and clant like each other i said absolutely not <laughs> but it makes really good television so good. <laughs> we're back in a That's second so good. <laughs> i have a great parlay for you this weekend thanks to DraftKings sportsbook new users please use the code herd h-e-r-d when you download the app Here's my parlay pick of the week via DraftKings Sportsbook. I'll take the Lions minus four at the Saints. I'm out on Dennis Allen. I think he's one of the worst coaches in the league. Lions got embarrassed by Green Bay. They bounce back and win. Chargers minus six at the Patriots. A desperate team coach in a hot seat in New England. I'm not sure they want to win games. I'll take the Chargers to win by more than a touchdown. And I'll take the Jaguars hosting the Bengals. Jake Browning, not it. Can't beat you downfield. Jags want to get that number one seed. They're motivated. If you want to take the Herd Parlay, check out DraftKings Sportsbook. Please, new users, use the code Herd H-E-R-D, when you download the app. It's real simple. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. One more Herd? The Herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Dynasty the king, king. What's good, y'all? It's your main man, Michael Smith, esteemed NFL analyst and certified fantasy football legend. Allow me to present to you your new favorite fantasy football podcast, The Dynasty Exchange, hosted by my first-round rookie picks, Davis, Dylan, and Josh, three guys who most definitely know their stuff. They're the co-commissioners of the coolest and most cutthroat dynasty league you'll ever come across, the Yacht Club. And now they're the co-hosts of the most elite. Now make that the definitive dynasty program in the game. It's dedicated to only the most devoted of diehards, the guys like me who can't stay off sleeper in KTC. And trust me, you won't regret making the choice to follow their dynasty advice. Listen to Michael Smith Presents The Dynasty Exchange on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. 
Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Right, there is a story today. Uh, Brandon Staley will be fired by the Chargers at the end of the season, barring a miracle down the stretch, reported by Jordan Schultz, who has been on this show. The owners, by the way, chose Staley. Brian Dable was available. Staley was with the Rams briefly. McVay made a call, uh, you know, probably interviewed well. But, um, you know, the, 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 the reality is when you're a defensive coach and their defense is now ranked 32nd, you got to get your side of the ball right. Uh, but the Chargers are uh, reluctant to fire in season. Many myself included have suggested give Kellen Moore four or five games see if he can handle it uh it's not it could be a great year of potential coaching hires my guess is the Spanos family doesn't pay a lot for coaches they'll go Kellen Moore the offensive coordinator the offense is top nine ten in stuff that matters so all you Justin Herbert's overrated they're scoring points um but that is what is being reported um Brandon Staley needs a miracle down the stretch. If you look at the Chargers' schedule, it is not easy. Obviously, Denver's better than we thought. Uh, Kansas City's Kansas City. They figured out how to score in the second half, and the Raiders are a tough out. So that is the latest for the Charger fans who have been driven crazy the last two years on losing close games. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. 10% off today. Online therapy. Flexible. Built to your schedule. B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com. Back in a second. The Herd. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd Weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlay live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out. As the NBA postseason winds down, it's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to 
DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope and y or 67369 in Connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see dkng.co/bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources this episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. All right, let's start with Tyreek Hill, who's making some interesting comments. Obviously, the Dolphins are rolling. They feel good. They're in first place. He's now saying that the Dolphins will be playing in Vegas come February. Yeah, sure. Of course, man. Um, we got the we got the perfect team to do it. You know, the way our head coach prepares us each and every week, man. Um, it's next level, and he keeps each and every one of his guys in tune with the game plan and how we keep attention to detail each and every week. So it's a beautiful thing to see. Like the way we practice, like the way um, we play for one another is is something that I've never seen before in a team. Like I won a Super Bowl, and I feel like this is probably the, the better team than when we won a Super Bowl back when I was on KC. Yeah, you're one in three against teams that are 500 or better, so that's really cool. Yeah, you're a great football player. I'm not interested in your personnel evaluations. You're one in three against good teams. Uh, I'm not going to defend him, but if you look at just the talent, this Miami team is loaded with players. I'm not saying they're better, but talent-wise, they might have more than that Chiefs team did. They might. <laughs> no. Tell me when they can make a big stop. Okay. And against a really good offense. A big stop. Probably this week against Sam Howell. <laughs> All right, next up, uh, Justin Fields has not lived up to the hype. You keep banging on him. 35 fumbles in 35 games. Well, you know, someone who shares a lot of parallels with Fields is Cam Newton. And here's what he had to say about the Bears getting the most out of their quarterback. This troubling sometimes to kind of talk about something that you kind of went through yourself a lot of what he's how he's playing he's thinking too much right i think when you have a dynamic quarterback like this it's the k-i-s-s approach Mm. keep it super simple and let him do the rest yeah when i had my best years in football that was the premise it wasn't the complex and checks and uh, mic IDs and hold on, the safety's roll. This is the shade technique. Keep it simple, right? And allow that quarterback to, you know, make your life easy as a play caller. Yeah, but Cam Newton was a lot better than Justin Fields. Cam Newton was one of the greatest college football players I've ever seen. 
Cam Newton was a force of nature. Cam Newton won a lot of football games. Cam Newton got a team to the Super Bowl. Cam Newton, and I was never the biggest fan, is an otherworldly talent in his prime. Justin Fields can't win games in a wonky division. Come on. What are we talking about? Yeah, Cam was, I didn't realize this, 6'5", 245. Cam was Big Ben, but more athletic. Cam is... Can't, I mean, again, I, 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 you never had back-to-back winning seasons, I don't recall, but Cam Newton was unbelievable. I mean, he, Vince Young, Cam Newton, there have been about three or four, Tommy Frazier, there have been three or four college quarterbacks where you're just like, what is, I've never seen that before. Cam Newton and Justin Fields are not, it's not the same thing. So I, I just looked up Cam's rookie year, and I knew this was it. So he his first ever game was against Arizona. I, remember? I watched the whole game. He's just throwing it all over the field. All over the field. Two touchdowns. Uh, he had uh, 422 passing yards. Yeah. You're like, oh my gosh. No, Cam, Cam yeah. was willing to throw it down the field, not bubble screens. Yeah, that's Cam Newton could Cam Newton could look down the field and make big boy throws all over the field. Yeah. He, now, and, and by the way, then he had that accident, he had an automotive accident, where his mechanics, I think he was banged. I, don't, I always wonder if he was ever the same after that. Um, and, and again, he got a little distracted because he became such an iconic figure. Yeah, but he had 400-plus passing yards in the first two games of his career. No, I watched I don't them. even want to look to see if Justin Fields has one of those. No, no. I, I doubt he does. Cam Newton was jaw-dropping. I mean, it, it, I watched that Arizona game. I remember a throw he made up to the left side oh, of that oh, game. On the sideline, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, whoa, that's going to work in the NFL. Those are the things you remember. Like, he was truly, you know, anyways. Uh, all right, final story. What are, This is, all right. So Caleb Williams did an interview with the LA Times recently. We know he's going to the draft, but he was asked whether he will enter the draft. And Caleb Williams actually said he continues to be a game-time decision. He's got until January 15th to decide... I'm not going to say I'm out on Caleb. Obviously, that would be silly. He's, he's, he's very just, good. He's very he's, good. I know he's good, but uh, like, why do this? Why? If you don't want to give the answer, just don't give the interview. Like, I don't know, man. Some of the decisions he's made this year, not great. He's, but the talent is otherworldly. We know he's he's really he promising. He's super talented. He's going to go number one. How confident? Well, I don't know if it's going to go to the Bears. I mean, they they may do something crazy because that's their they're prone to do that. But whoever gets the number one pick right now, it's the Bears via Carolina. It, 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 Caleb's going to go number one. Said it last year, a year out. I said it a year out with so Luck. I said it a year out. Yeah, we're in no, late November. This is you know how the draft process works. Remember C.J. Stroud in that test where he was oh I don't know where there was Will Levis, C.J. Stroud had doubters on talent and. I'm willing to guarantee you, personally guarantee you, that somewhere in this process we start hearing of 10 teams like Drake May over Caleb Williams. I guarantee you someone will report that. Like, you can lock it in now. Because during this process, everybody's reporting, leaking crazy stuff. Just be ready for it and contain yourself. I will not stand for it. (laughs) J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Lie News. Lively first two hours. Big swings. It will continue in hour three next. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at, at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 